0: those literary licensed podcast episodes. Ben Stokes here, exploring all things Collins Fort, Maine, and following the likes of the Collins family, and the friends and foes, with your co-hosts, Tom Diamond, Jesse Fultz, Mickey Ray, and Keith Chalgo, Collins family, story about blood relations, literally.
1: Welcome to the Trojans podcast In this dark shadows week we'll be covering episodes from February to March 1970 which would include episodes 941 to 982 before we get started let's find out who's with us we got Vicki Ray with us hello Vicki hello everybody and Tom Diamond hello Tom
0: that's my that's that's my Leviathan imitation so I thought I so I thought I'd give you that. But Vicky's looking at me like, what the F? So hello everybody from the land of <laughs> smoking the dope. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs>
1: and I'm your host, Keith Shogum. Before we get started, let's find out what we've been up to. Starting with you, Tom. What have we been up to? What have you been up to since last time we spoke to you? Uh
0: getting a <laughs> getting a um um getting a uh, lower back shot for uh, a little nerve impingement that i have uh the uh, and uh, so i'm kind of so i'm kind of resting that out um i am uh doing well of course in the uh, the phd work uh I had a number of interviews for a big shot federal agency. They offered me a job, but they want me to do it in Washington, D.C., and I would have to move there. And regretfully, because I love Florida uh, and Washington, D.C., does not have the weather or uh, the and even the COVID status is going up. So I'm trying to broker with them for some kind of other deal, and we'll see what happens. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's as simple as that. And I'm glad I got that far. And uh, Sharon is doing well, and we have a tentative uh, date for, I believe it's February 25th of next year, for our upcoming nuptials. And uh, Congratulations.
2: Congrats. Thank you,
0: Thank you very much. And, uh, I am, uh, just, uh, getting over, uh, dark shadows bingitis, uh, from looking at all these episodes and just making it under the wire because, uh, which we will, of course, discuss. Um, let's see. Um, is doing good. Sixth episode. I was mad because they didn't do I the heard a lot episode. of people
3: aren't happy with this. And Diana Gabaldon, the author, she isn't very happy with this season either. How come? I don't know. I haven't started watching it yet. I'm going to wait for it to get done and over with and then I'm just probably going to binge it.
0: I, I do think they kind of cheated the fans because they're giving eight episodes now and they want to give 16 episodes next year. And uh, I don't think that's right. Not
3: these fans. Not for news.
0: No, no. I don't think that's. I don't think that's right. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what else? Uh, actually, I'm, I'm watching uh, episodes of Night Court. Uh, with... I love Night Court. That is the funniest. It is one of the funniest
3: thing. shows ever. It seriously was.
0: Oh my god. And and Marky was Marky Post, I like her and I like the judge as well. He was good as well. Yeah, you know Marky Post is gone. She passed away a few years ago. And John uh,
3: Laroquette is the best lovable lech ever.
0: I used to know an attorney that I worked with when I was in the state medical board that he was just he had the personality of John Larroquette with the with the sarcasm and, uh, you know, and, and putting everybody down while he smiles at them <laughs> devilishly and uh, tall, too, like Terry was. <laughs> uh, and but wasn't uh, he, didn't he die horribly? L- oh, Larroquette. Oh, I don't know. I don't no, know. It's Phil, it so no, it's, no, it's Phil Hartman, no, it's Phil Hartman I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Phil Hartman, yeah. And Harry Henry Anderson, of course, uh, and my friend knew him from the International Magician Society. Uh he passed away uh from pneumonia complications, I believe, in twenty sixteen. Uh and he died young. Uh but he was excellent. He's still
3: alive, John Lero
0: Oh yeah, I would yeah. think so. Yeah, I would think yeah, so. He's no, like seventy-four. Really
3: I mean, it's not like he's.
0: Oh, that's not that's antiquated
3: not that completely, but I, I love him.
0: That's well, I, I got him mixed up with Phil Hartman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Phil Hartman was mm-hmm. a tough was a was a tough one. The, the Saturday Night Live curses in terms yeah. of the death. I know. Uh, but um, yeah, his wife so, murdered him. Something. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're. Uh, and, and Ellen did Foley, we interviewed Ellen Foley, yeah. and she was on Night Court. Oh yeah, you did. Oh wow, wow, that's great. Mm. Yeah.
3: I see she's going on tour.
1: Yeah, she is.
3: Good for her. She, Go, Ellen. She
1: said that she sent me an email. Said if there might she might be coming to London. Would I want tickets? And I said, sure.
0: Hmm. That very. That'd be very interesting. Um, so you know, so you know, keeping up with the uh, with the new stuff. Uh, As I said before, uh, now, Picard, the Star Trek thing, there's going to be a third season, but I hear it's going to be the last season. I'm a little surprised about that. Uh, But then, of course, they're starting Brave, uh, what is it, Uh, the New Worlds thing, uh, which I talked about before, uh, uh, Brave New Worlds or something like that, with uh, the uh, Captain Christopher Pike crew. Uh, and that's starting May fifth, so that should be so that should be interesting. Anyway, that's where I am. And myself, Vix, what are you up to?
3: Mm, not a whole lot. I've uh, been trying to keep up with Halo. I'm really enjoying that series, even though I don't play video games. But I like the I like the TV show. Uh, I watched this weird Sleep It Beauty by I uh, was it Perry Tiao, in 2016 directed oh, yeah, it. Yeah and it's so weird but i really like it it's the nice visuals and stuff it's pretty demonically cool it's a nice twist on sleeping beauty for those of you who like a little more demonic activity in your fairy tales and i started watching lore i think it's on amazon prime oh that's good i like
1: that you liking about it? i like yeah. it too
3: yeah it's, it's kind of neat how they kind of examine you know all these these weird things that go on and stuff and, uh, I, they, they got, can you go, you know, what's the most overrated thing, cryptoid or whatever is the Sasquatch. They might as well have the Sasquatch channel because there's all documentary Sasquatch. And it's just a bunch of, you know, and I can say this cause they're, I live in the neighborhood, bunch of rednecks going out there, drinking bears, scaring the shit out of each other. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, come on. <laughs>
0: Oh, I do also have to recommend, uh, and it's on Hulu, the Beatles documentary. Which yeah, that's
3: that's been going on for a while. You, it's okay. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to be un- un- unpopular opinion here. Although I love the Beatles, I I just think they're getting over it. It's so overrated. I'm so over the Beatles.
0: Well, There's so many uh, other people, I
3: but I mean, they are supposedly the ones that was the game changer. There were a lot of game changers, not just them.
0: Oh, well, it's an icon! It's an icon. Yeah, I know
3: it's an icon, but in my old age, I just kind of laughing <laughs> at myself. Like, why did I think that was so cool back then? Why did we? It?
1: <laughs> well, because the Beatles. But by the time you were listening to music, the Beatles were like something your right? parents listened to. You know yeah, I, mean?
3: I know, but I mean, it's just, I I, get it I just, mean,
1: I, I appreciate them because I appreciate I rea- them,
3: but I just get tired. I mean, I didn't
1: re- you don't realize how intricate their songs are. into I mean, I was more of a Rolling Stone fan anyway. So, right. You know, in well, the I 60s, like everybody,
3: I, it's not bad. It's just that it's always about the Beatles. It's always about the Beatles. There's so many other people out there that just get up ass. That were, I think personal. it's also
1: because when they broke up, you know, they were only 26 years old. Yeah, when they, they broke were kids. It's They're all really Yoko's young.
3: fault. See Yoko's YouTube channel for her form of music.
1: Hmm. I like some of Yoko's music.
3: Oh, <laughs>
2: yeah, <Joe. laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's funny.
1: That's <laughs> so bizarre. That's funny. Isaac, um, Isaac, Yoko is Isaac's song. Um, yeah, that's
3: what you're telling me.
1: Yeah, it, she she sees Isaac for complimentary therapy.
3: Yeah, but other than that, I haven't been doing a whole lot. My kids are taking me ziplining in the rainforest for the next four days.
1: Yeah, that'd be, be fun. Interesting.
3: Yeah, yeah. Had to sign mm-hmm. all kinds of paperwork in case I die, <laughs> kind of thing.
1: But.
3: Mm. Other than that, what have you been up to, Keith?
1: Well, yeah. I've been watching this fantastic show on HBO Max called Julia about Julia Child. I'm just passing it. by. It is it
3: good?
1: Oh, oh my God! It's the most fantastic show. What is a, just a series woman. or just the one it's shot? It's a, it, it's a series. I it's saw the one than shot. that Meryl Street film. I saw the yeah, movie. It's a, it, yeah, yeah, no, wa- watch the series. Sarah Lancaster's Julia Childs is fantastic. David Hyde Pierce from Fraser Ooh. and BB Newark <laughs> are fantastic. James <laughs> Cromwell's in it playing Julia Child's dad. I'll check He's it always- out then. That's brilliant. I mean, I, I. You know, I watched it, and then I go, um, Isaac, you got to see this. You got to see this. And I was just like, I don't even know who she is now. Isaac loves it as well, and every, and I got people oh, at work watching. How Isaac is so now? Knows Julia Child. Well, she she wasn't. She's an American thing. She's not a, She didn't. She didn't go outside America.
3: Oh, that's true. I thought everybody so, knew who she was.
1: That's all. No. How is, um, how is Isaac
0: doing?
1: Oh, he's doing fine. Yeah, he's um, enjoying his two new jobs and stuff, and he's. Is he still in okay. Spain, or he back with you? No, he's here at the moment. Um, he's he's starting his own online yoga business, which is good for him. excellent, And he's dealing with pregnant women in yoga at the moment. So that's interesting. That's very cool. In own right. mm-hmm. Well, sometimes he de- when when he was doing his training, he was running around with a pregnant belly on, which was interesting in its own right. <laughs> but that's a story for another time.
2: Yeah.
0: But
1: yeah, but he's doing fine. Yeah, he seems to be happy with himself, sort of good. thing. So. So, but yeah, so I re- highly recommend Julia and then, you know, Russian Dolls Back. So I started watching that on Netflix, which with Natasha Leone. I forgot
3: which... about that. They did not come out. That's been like two years ago.
1: Yeah. Well, COVID hit and So they, right. they, so they now got the new episode finally done. It's so out.
3: brutal, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah. And this one's interesting, actually, because, you know, they kind of got back into the right time zone. But this one is that she goes back to 1982 and he's stuck in East Berlin in the 60s. Oh, no. So it's quite interesting. But he comes back as like a black woman. (laughs) (laughs) And she's come back as like her mother. Who's oh no!
3: Oh god, I gotta I gotta yeah. watch the last few episodes because I totally forgot about that one.
1: Well, to be honest, they give you a recap of the whole season, so okay. I, I, once you watch the recap, it's like, oh, you start you remember. You, remember. It you, don't, you I'm might not, you might not boys, have waiting for the boys,
3: patiently waiting for the boys.
1: And what is That's this show? coming out in summer?
3: Yeah.
1: What's the name of
0: the show? Russian Doll on um, Netflix. Oh, I've good. seen. Okay, I've seen the promos. Russian Doll. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. It's different. It's odd. It's a very odd show but I like it cuz it's so odd.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. but besides that um yeah I finished playing Ori the Weeping and Willow and cried at the end of that. And so beautiful game. Ori is this game that um won won all these awards and basically you're like this light spirit and you have to bring light back into the darkness of the world but it it's all done there's no lines or anything like that it's all done with orchestral music and I you know yes. and, but it's very beautiful, so so I finished that cool. and and getting over my chest infection, which is now I got a normal voice as my last two episodes of this podcast. I was so going to say I, su- I sounded a bit like Mark Simpson, so at least I got my <laughs> voice back.
3: Yeah, you were being really now. quiet all week, so
1: glad you're feeling though. Yeah, yeah, so I'm back at work and going back to
0: normality, so that's quite good. You got yeah, you on I'm a normal too. schedule, or are you going to double ship so- Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm working from home Mondays and Tuesdays still, and then back in the office on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But all my clinics had to be canceled for the last six weeks, and now I'm have to, I am have to make up and see all these. So well, my clinics are all doubled and tripled now, so.
3: Gotcha.
1: make up for the time, so. But it was okay, actually. It's basically, I'm doing a conveyor belt today, conveyor belt clinic. In, out, in, out, before they even sit down. Out they go. <laughs> in, out, in, out. Here you go. Here's your person captain. Bye-bye. Wow. Oh, <laughs> so, They're the joys but, of
3: social medicine.
1: But saying that, I've got, they gave me, I got so many flowers and chocolates. And so it took me, I had to carry all that home. I don't today. think
3: you're near as shitty as you let on, so. So, they, yeah,
1: well, I mean. I think what it is is that because I'm American, I think they hi- they give me a lot of allowances because so they look at me and they go, "Oh, bless, he's American. He doesn't know any better,"
2: <laughs>
1: you know. And you know, and it does help that you know I tend to talk like with my normal voice, not my podcast voice, you know. So I was like, you know, I you know, like a patient said to me, she goes, I, "You know, I pay for, I pay for your salary," and I, I said, "Well, love," I go you know you haven't worked for 50 years so i'm paying for your lifestyle (laughs) Mm -hmm. what can you say but it's i mean it's it's okay i mean it's back to normality and you know and and i have now taken control of the department so we're i'm changing the department so it works better so yeah so so everything's good can't complain so what we're gonna do is we're gonna cut to fiery kitten podcast with their ad and take it away fiery kitten
2: podcast are you itching for a good story laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So join us on a real play DD quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast, fantasy, action, mystery, friendship. Hello,
1: welcome back to the Literary Legends podcast, and we're dealing Dark Shadows, February 1970 to March 1970, which includes episodes 941 to 982. And starting with season one, which is the Leviathan storyline. What we're going to do is we're going go through a lot of Leviathan, but this will kind of finish up the Leviathan, and then we'll do the hanging on stories afterwards. Bruno threatens Maggie and David and warns Deb he must fear the werewolf. Maggie is forced to open the Naga box and later make a revelation to Barnabas. Chris transforms into the werewolf and Bruno goes hunting to find the beast. The werewolf attacks Jeb. Angelique reveals to Skye that Barnabas is fighting the Leviathans. Joseph's ghost appears to Barnabas. He orders Philip to steal the Leviathan box. Jeb forces Philip to arrange the murder of a suspicious investigator. After Barnabas bows to defeat the Leviathans, he is attacked by a bat. Barnabas is dismayed to discover he is under, again, another vampire curse. Nicholas Blair returns and orders Jeb to change to his Leviathan form. Nicholas forces Guy to choose between Angelique and the Leviathans. A jealous Angelique casts a spell to make Quentin and Maggie fall in love. Elizabeth traps Maggie in the tower room, and Willie coming back from God knows where. And um, <laughs> I should say that he is now engaged to get married to God knows what. Roxanne he attempts
0: to release her. Roxanne is the beauty. Roxanne. We don't know. We don't know her. He just doesn't come her. yet. Nope. Roger learns to the imminent
1: danger posed by the Leviathans. Something again threatens David. chris and Sabrina resume their romance. Bruno decides to use the werewolf in an attempt to defeat Jeb using his huge hairstyle. Bruno learns (laughs) Megan has been bitten and tells Jeb to kill the werewolf. Jeb performs a ceremony to raise bodies from their graves to provide assistance. Jeb orders the dead man to kidnap Julia. Quentin is buried alive. The ghost of Peter Bradford vows to revenge on Jeb, who apparently has killed Vicky um, Winters, uh, who is struggling with Philip. Angelique tells the ghost of Peter that she will destroy Jeb. Bruno defuses to help Jeb. Sabrina goes to Bruno in the hope of aiding Chris. Jeb pleads with Angelique. Chris attempts to rescue Sabrina from Bruno. The werewolf attacks Bruno. Angelique makes a suggestion on how to get rid of Nicholas. Jeb places a supernatural shadow of Nicholas. Jeb and Sky fight on Widow's Hill. Barnabas confronts Sky, And Jeb tears apart the Nulfiathan altar. So, starting with you, Vicky, what are your thoughts with you, these- <laughs> Thank you.
0: (laughs) Better you than me.
3: There's that then. I mean, I honestly don't even know where to begin. There was so much to unpack there. But before I get going on anything, don't listen to other people that say the Leviathan storyline sucked. It's not. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm glad Mm -hmm. that I got a chance to finally see it with my older eyes because I can't remember any of this crap when I was a little kid. And I think it was it, it just it, it's kind of I thought it was good writing. I thought well, there's you know the, mm. the 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 quirkiness that comes with this but you know it's Dan Curtis it's early you know TV so but I I I don't even know I mean I am still trying to get over that that uh that he killed Vicky Winners. I mean how, I yeah. don't, that was never was that ever foretold or was this just written in
0: Chris uh, uh, Jeb killed Vicky. Jeb
3: Hawks killed her. Yeah, but I don't remember his name being mentioned ever before. It never.
0: It was never in the original. It was never in the remakes. Uh, They wanted to get Roger Davis back as Peter Bradford because okay, Dan Curtis's wonder boy and uh interestingly enough they don't bring him back as ned stewart sabrina's brother right. because i think that character nobody liked that character he was a douche including roger yeah nobody liked that <laughs> character.
1: well there's something a bit incestuous going on there so it was kind of icky as well but like, it was uh... very icky so but i really bottom...
3: thought this this and this this Angelique has finally found what she th- thinks is happiness. Yes. And being what, you know, sorry. Dan Curtis is to Dan Curtis and, and being a soap opera and all, this is not going to last long. Then you got Barnabas, the nerve coming to him and asking her for mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. after all of these things that transpired, mm-hmm. you know. And,
0: and you do feel so. I did. I felt sorry for uh, Angelique because here yeah. for the first time, She's trying to find a normal life with who she thinks
3: happy, is a yeah. normal
0: guy. Yeah. And she's very, and he's a rich guy. You know, I mean, she, she's not going out with the bar Gimble's bargain basement over there. And uh, she, you know, and she's, and she's, and she tells him, get out of here. Let me leave my, let me leave well, my, yeah. life. do I your first, julia your get, first Get the Pfizer. hell out of
3: my house.
0: Yeah, do your first finder.
3: Is Barnabas actually going gray or the aging? Okay,
0: that's a great question. What they decided to do after he became a vampire again was to start to make him gray in the with the with the with the back bangs and right. with the sideburns and stuff like that. I personally did not like that.
2: I don't uh, either.
0: Yeah. I, I think it was what uh, what I believe they were trying to do was to mimic because again they're stealing from all over the place. Right. So if you remember the universal horror cycle, you've got Lon Chaney in Son of Dracula, right. who's all gray like that. You've got John Carradine in House of Dracula, right. who's also gray like that. Sometimes you have Christopher Lee in a couple of gray scenes. So I right. think that that's what they were trying to imitate. Well, so that's what they were it trying fell to flat. do. Because
3: I kept looking at it, and then I was watching some again last night. Mm-hmm. And I go, damn, I go, Barnabas is looking like hammered shit all of a sudden. This is like yep. what 's going on? I was wondering he if looked, he was having a sick was he sick during this time, or were they making him look like that?
1: Well, he looked and, very
0: tired through most yes, of the exactly well. exactly very drawn well, he went through a lot of stress, first of all, being if you think of it being the Leviathan leader and having to do things that he really. Uh, was was against his personality. Both
3: yeah, you he's, know. he's also a vampire. He's also a leviathan person. You know, you yeah,
0: know. yeah. And then you know, and, and then of course it was great when he decided. Well, the big the big change was I think it was in the last block that Julia was. They wanted to kill old Julia, and that was when Barnabas turned and decided. Yeah, he said, "Hell no." Now. He goes, "No, you can't do that." And they said, "Do what you're told." And that's when he decided to to shift. But I think. One of the one of the things of, and of course, uh, Chris uh, made Barnabas a vampire by calling a bat from hell and putting him in right. a little animal cage. So we got a nice little cute, cute look at that, and uh, that kind of that was kind of like a super vampirism because nothing Julia did. Uh, with the injections was able to help yeah, him. He's just time. getting
3: worse as the, as the, the plot goes on. And
0: the blood yeah. is going, you know, and that's Bruno
3: continues to sport God awful hair. I don't understand <laughs> what it is with Peter <laughs> struggling.
0: It's
1: like, it's like where'd you get the hair helmet? He's got a hair helmet.
3: Yeah, i know i was texting i keep texting keith i go what the fuck is going on with bruno's head i don't know
0: (laughs) were those cashmere jackets that he was wearing or something like that
3: oh that Uh, was wasn't that didn't he have like a fur coat on that was supposed to be very sexy and sporty back in the day
0: i think it was cashmere. he
1: just looks very he just looks very creepy
0: that's a thing about it, right?
3: Any, uh, but I bet you they just they make him look creepy. They give him shitty, creepy parts. I don't, I don't know if I could handle him in a nice
1: part. Well, well the funny thing about it though, he, they got him dressed like he should be a really cool guy, but he's kind of like, you know, those people at school who think they're cool but they're just not. He's like that, <laughs> like oh, you know, they walk around like I'm so cool, and you're looking at him like no, you're just an asshole. And he's yeah. kind of like that person, <laughs> isn't he? And you're like, oh.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and of course the thing with Josette should be mentioned because here's an interesting uh, takeoff where uh, he uh, what Barnabas calls a seance uh, to bring Josette back and uh, you know what's going on here and this time she actually gives him back the ring and says Barnabas we had our time let's now move on you deserve somebody nice you know, and of course, because the Leviathans had tricked Barnabas into thinking that she they were there, holding Josette yeah. hostage, when in actuality, from the actual scene that we saw in the uh, flashback, uh, she took poison. Mm-hmm. So she comes back to say, "Listen, I took poison, but listen, let's move on." And this pisses him off also against the Leviathans because right. he realizes he's been manipulated. Um, but I, but, but I think it's uh, you know this. This nonsense with the ghost of Peter Bradford was was not well explained. How no, we, it
3: wasn't. It was really it was really random.
0: There was no flashback to see
3: it was inserted randomly as right. far as I was concerned.
0: There was this, there was no flashback to see how uh Peter Bradford pushed uh not Peter Bradford, how uh Jeb pushed uh Vicky. Off the, uh, you know, off, yes, yeah. The, oh, yeah. And she was supposed, they were supposed to, at one point, they were supposed to be out west, you know, having yeah, a new life. Yeah, so it's for like, each other.
3: what happened?
0: So, well, you, you
1: know, it's kind of, of funny, though. Oh, screw that. It's kind of, it reminds me of that thing that happens in soap operas. You know, like when an actress leaves. And they go, okay, well, maybe one day you come back. And then right. something happens, and that actress pisses somebody off, and so, oh, fine, we're gonna kill her off screen so she can never come back. And that's what it kind of felt like. So you, you know, like you're watching yourself but it, it's like, okay, fine. And it's like this character just left. You, you know, she moved on. And all of a sudden, they killed her off. And then you just get like a one sentence of oh, she's dead. And then they move on with the story. And you're right. like, did I just hear that right? And that's what it felt like. Because they did. Uh-huh. The thing is, if you if you weren't listening, you miss it. It was like one. It was like. Victoria Winters died. She, um, Jeb pushed her off Widow's so, Hill. And then they move on with the story and never mentioned it again. So you're like, right. hey. I mean, I rewound it. what? was like, what?
3: That's, what I, that's <laughs> what I was like, going, what the hell? And on top of that, you think you're going to get passed up. But here you got Angelique cursing Quentin and Maggie to with the, the little tattoo things that, going on That is again.
0: once again a rehash of Jeremiah and Josette.
1: Of course. and i didn't at and time, i didn't understand
0: yeah. why she would do that that didn't make sense why she was i doing know that. that's
1: what
3: i thought one of you boys might like, be. what's that about because I, I don't understand i know she was mad who was she mad at she took it out on those two and she wasn't even mad at either one of them
0: and and the thing is I think that's something it, to do but, with the josette thing again but yeah. uh, but it was, but it was only for 10 like minutes josette. yeah but it you was know, only for 10 minutes
3: it well for 10 minutes because then i jumped into that other timeline but
1: well, no, what happens is this Quentin and Maggie thing happens. It happens for 10 minutes. And then, I don't know, something happens, spell goes off, and they're like, oh, 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 oh no, that didn't, like, that didn't happen. And then then, and then the story goes on, and then it moves forward. And, and they never go back to that. And you're like, well, that was weird. <laughs> what was that about? And this <laughs> like, by you know, the way. I know I they know? kept,
3: they couldn't keep their hand. Have you noticed that they're not, I want Kate to use the word sexualized, but there's a lot more kissing going on in this block that yeah. we saw pri- previous episodes yep. like carolyn yeah. and 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 um they're, Jeff. they're
0: sucking face like crazy yeah
3: and then you got maggie and and, and uh and quentin, and quentin which i like would crazy. not have a problem with at all but <laughs> i'm just saying there's just a lot more sexuality going on in this 1969 mm. era and I
0: think they're trying to, you know, cope with the fact that there's a lot, uh, you know, the blues morals that are going on at that time. And uh shadows is trying to compete with that. There are two things mm-hmm. that I really like. uh, But in this particular scene, the return of Nicholas Blair. Yeah, yeah that was good. So I, I love that. one, <laughs> right. And they even grade him up. They gave him a great, you know, now then they
3: did kind of make him a little grayer. He looks like didn't a judge they, I think about it.
0: He looks like mm-hmm. a judge. And 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 he, yeah. of course, he's wearing different clothes. you know, he, he used to come in looking like a leprechaun with that bright green suit and everything like that. But now he's wearing much uh, more severe colors. And uh, he's wearing that uh, that he's wearing that coat with a fur collar, which I thought was which I thought was cute. But Humperdell and Estrado, of all the roles that he played, and he's going to play a few others uh, on this before we come to the end, but Nicholas Blair, as far as I'm concerned, was the best. And uh, he, he was masterful again. You see a couple of scenes with him ordering Angelique around. You see Angelique getting a little revenge when she realizes that Nicholas does not have the powers that he did. Uh, the, the first shadow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the I got to tell you about that shadow. shadow. Oh, my God. So Sharon, my uh, fiance, when we first saw the shadow, she thought it looked like a monkey. And then we were talking about uh, the Peter Sellers, Peter Panther films. So all of a oh, sudden, yeah. she started calling it a minky. And so every time we saw that shadow, oh, there's the minky, you know, <laughs> and it. <laughs> well the, the, the funny thing about the shadow changes so you kind of got this miscellany man
1: with his arms up sort of thing whatever that whatever that's supposed to be
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then it changes to the human form but it's like it's like they forgot to do the hand on, on like the right hand side so basically it's like like a cut off hand it's like a cut off arm so you got this cut off arm and this other hand like looking up like moving across the screen uh, it's yes, kind of
0: bizarre. Oh yes, yes, yes. Another. Well, were...
1: I mean, it, I mean, what what a honeymoon killer that is. <laughs> well,
0: <I laughs> which we'll get, kind of, which we'll get to Carolyn when we get to Carolyn
1: and Jeb's we'll storyline. But it's just like, oh my god,
3: uh... he's such a maniac, though Jeb is. I mean, I I, I don't I, how he's not ADHD. He's very childlike in his manhood, I guess. And can he mess up Carolyn's hair enough?
1: Well, he's. A, I mean, to be honest, I mean i think he's playing the character right because he oh, is he's doing a, a fantastic
3: child. job he did because he's
1: fantastic. a man he's a man child really isn't he i mean he has yeah. a yes, he normal yes, childhood he yes he is so he is. and he like stamps
0: his foot when he doesn't get what he's wanted and yeah. i mean i mean and in the, in the 60s you know he'll use hey that's a cop-out man uh in cop-out the language <laughs> That's a cop-out. That's You know, it's kind uh, of yeah. funny
3: because I listen when you bring that, that verbiage up. I kind of think it's funny because my daughter started saying, right on. They all say, right on. Now.
2: That's and right everybody now.
3: looked at me like I had three heads. I said, right on. Those kids looked at me like I said something funky. I go, we've been saying dope and right on way before you were an itch in your daddy's pants. Okay? And
0: I have to <laughs> tell you, I have to tell you that if, if, the, if some people would really – Turn around when they realize that right on originally comes from Shakespeare. It comes from mm-hmm. Julius Caesar. Uh, it's Sturman's blood. I speak right on. I tell you that which you yourselves do know. So Did the not next,
3: know that. Very cool. Yeah,
0: so the next time mm-hmm. they go ahead saying, oh man, right on, 60. No, oh, right on oh, is Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Right it's on. 1600s so there you well, go well you know i also think
1: that when you're talking about the style of bruno and nicholas and stuff like this i also think the i think what it is basic is that we were in 1892 for what about seven months seven right mm-hmm.
3: 1897
1: wasn't that about right. seven months worth of programming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easy, and, easy and and so by the time we got back to modern time it's like the world has moved on and all the styles have turned moved on really quickly so it's like So we, because if you notice, everyone has, everyone has a different style of dress. I mean, Carolyn's dressing totally different than she did when we went, before we went back in time. Um, Even Elizabeth's daughter is in a totally different, you know, dress sense and everything. So -hmm. it's kind of, so so that's why I think it seems a bit more jarring because it's like, oh, here we are in modern times. We remember modern times, you know, from when we were in modern times at the time, before they went back in time. And it's like, but, but this, but I think this, um. The designs and the clothing just changed radically within that time frame.
2: So now we're
1: in modern time. It's like, whoa, because even like Carolyn's hair, I mean, she went from one hairstyle. Now that we're in modern time, now we got the center and the parting and the ironing of the hair downwards. You know what I mean? Which is very of the time period. But before we went back in time, her hair wasn't like that, <laughs> you know. No, she well, still so had he, like the little, the fringe and the little wavy hair. You it's know, an
0: interesting development fringe. as you see through the years how much it really, really changed. Let's not forget Sheriff Davenport, by the way. Right,
3: yeah. Chef, that poor slob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know something that's very uh, heavily influenced by *Night of the Living Dead*. If you look at his yes. makeup when he comes back, exactly. And Dummy, that's Night I was yes. that
3: was driving me nuts because I couldn't remember, it. I. Going God, where have I seen this before? Why I'm trying to figure out who he's stealing from, and you're exactly right. You're yeah, exactly
1: if you right. look if you look at the color photos from Night of the Living Dead when they were filming it, it's exact the same exact,
2: exact makeup. You are 100 correct. Yep,
0: yeah, and so so they're really cool. That's quite cool.
3: I liked it though. I think I like it a lot. I just feel bad for the sheriff because man, you know, every time he gets to go into rest and eternal, eternal sleep, someone wakes him up. again. <laughs>
2: It's uh, like, oh, it's dang a-
1: it! And what fighting? is? I mean, let's talk about Bruno. He's like <laughs> a Bond Please? villain. You know, like you know, when you get the Bond, like you know, Doctor No, and he's got his cat and he's rubbing his cat and going, "Yo, Bond, I'm going to do blah 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 blah." And then of course James Bond's able to fight him because he knows exactly what's going to happen. And that's Bruno. Bruno's like, "I'm going to do blah 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 blah." And he then he gets and he's like, how? And they get defeated because you just told everyone what you're going to do. <laughs>
3: well, the whole thing is, he's like the, the ultimate villain who just keeps talking too much, you know? And it, well, I mean, I could fight, my mother could beat him up the way they fight.
1: Well, look at, I mean, but look at Sky. I mean, Sky, I mean, he's a pussy as
0: well. Oh, <laughs> this I'm sorry. With the exception, maybe there was one scene and I'm forgetting where it was in this block where he actually did, I think, some decent acting. But Bridges other than, the key away. Yeah, I think so. I think, yes, yes, that's the one. And I thought, well, there he's, you know, he's he's coming out of, you know, coming out of that soporific soap opera uh, mentality. Uh, but he really was, um, you know, I think I, I think it was a I think it was a real miscast and uh I Well mean, you know who it reminds me of?
1: Do you remember Andrew McCarthy who was in all those Brat Pack movies in the 80s? Uh-huh. He always mm-hmm. he always looked like he was constipated when he was acting. It's in right. that's what Sky looks like. He always looks like he's constipated. It's like <laughs> <laughs> he's got that look on his face.
3: I think like, he went on to play in the young and the restless and a couple other various shows. Yeah, he, recognize-
1: yeah he went on to other and he's, he's got really beady eyes as well.
3: Yeah.
1: I but he's not a I'm good like, villain.
3: Oh. He always plays a nice guy in the regular soaps. He's just not, he just doesn't have that cut out of super villain.
1: Oh, the best is when he comes in and goes, I'm Angelique. I'm going to, he's with the fire. And, and Angelique's kind of looking. at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> 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 really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Well, I think, I'm gonna burn you. Uh.
3: Yeah, with that torch. I would have kicked it. And Angelique's his ass. like,
0: fine, where's my doll? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a point though that, that has to be realized, and that was uh, a kind of a nice thing on the part of the writers that uh Sky that Angelique thought that Sky was the answer to all her problems as we said before and she could uh, you know and now she could live a normal life not realizing that sky had made a deal with mr strack all those Mm. years ago and sky is a leviathan himself and i think that was the thing that really hurt her uh hurt the character because they had this uh we'll we'll never keep secrets from each other arrangement and guess what that was the worst secret of all so I think that was uh so I think that was well you know I think that was uh, a, a well played I think on the uh you know on the part of the writer. Oh yeah
1: I quite like that storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I quite you know I and, and to be honest I don't mind sky at all it's just that he's just kind he just one of those characters for me he's kind of there to move the
0: story forward yes. and that's yeah. it. you know yeah. just, you know there's nothing and he's a heavy and he's a heavy Turns into a heavy in the end. You know,
3: right, and, right. And, yeah.
0: And but, he's no kind, but he's kinda but of
1: he's kinda like a Bruno heavy where it's kinda of like everything he touches goes to crap anyway. So no matter what he does, he never does any you know, he's gonna go you know, you think he's gonna do this and this and this, and they just never he, he's all talk and little action. <laughs> kind of thing heavy I find, actually, him, I guess. Ex- exactly. One thing Bruno. <laughs> Bruno's so busy telling everybody what he's gonna do, they never actually get around to doing
0: it. Is, is then, he just
3: he, a well? Is he? A, would you say Bruno is a well celebrated lackey?
0: Yeah, well, considering his Aristide uh, stint back in eighteen ninety, well,
3: he was still Bruno as Aristide. I mean, that I mean, he's just, it's the same mentality. They didn't. You, know what, he, you
0: know what he's like, and he, and he will be in parallel time, as right? You know right. But he's like he's like
1: a you know like Willie was kind of bumbling, but there's something lovable about Willie. Right, but Bruno, Bruno's there's nothing lovable. Bumbling. There's nothing lovable. And he's just bumbling. I mean, the thing is, I liked him as Armistead a little bit. But, you know, in the beginning, I liked him because I thought Air he Steed. this is like quite Air interesting. Aristide, yeah. yeah. and Bruno is just kind of like it's like he comes out and you're like, oh god, because
3: he's gonna threaten he, everybody and it's gonna take. He's gonna threaten
1: everything. To to and, and then and then it's, and then, it's, and, then it's, and then he's gonna mess. And then he's not gonna be able to do it properly anyway. I mean, look at the werewolf situation. He's like, you know, he's
0: whipping, he's whipping, he's whipping the werewolf sort of thing. Oh, and that's a, like, that that that's <laughs> that, that, that that's great. I mean, and he wasn't even touching them with the uh, uh, with the whip. You know, that was I'm gonna scare you with the whip sound you know, <laughs> Well, he was
3: hitting him.
0: Yeah. Where, but, then, but
1: then he goes and then he goes okay jeb go in and see the werewolf you know it's like go in i'm gonna lock the door behind you and then of course you know and then he leaves like the, but then he leaves the whip with the silver tip on <laughs> like, That's like okay right. hey. so that's how we can avoid being <laughs>
0: killed at that point but you know, the whole thing is now so he's using regular bullets he substituted regular bullets for silver bullets but the regular bullets still seem to wound him Uh, the werewolf pretty badly and it was my understanding that regular bullets do not affect werewolves at all it's the silver bullets will of course will kill him, but the regular bullets will not affect but they had him they had him wounded as a result of the regular bullets and for the rest of the night he was crying and i think quentin found him and you know, and uh, just before he turned into Chris and and they, there's a nice scene of I know what you've gone through, you know, that kind of, you know, that kind of thing. And remember, you know, whenever they they have these conversations, Quentin and Chris, he, Quentin's talking to his great grandson. And that's something that they never
3: go. So they don't expand expand on that. Like there's no affection. Right. Which I find really weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: did. I mean, to be honest, um, but if you think of the simple fact that this his son is gone off to live in some kind of institution somewhere, so Quentin doesn't have any responsibility or doesn't have any fatherly thing to him anyway. Quentin never would raise Quentin never was going to raise him anyway.
0: No. Well, I thought it was the so you, daughter that that came from. The son died. Quentin's son originally in eighteen ninety seven. Yeah,
1: it's a daughter, but but he's not it's raising daughter. the daughter. The Daughter's still away in some kind of institution, is not she? Okay. She
2: died. Okay.
1: No, no, know. the son died. Like no, Thomas, uh, Tom is right. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the son died. died, and the and the daughter, which is Chris Jennings' grandmother or great grandmother, but. Quentin doesn't, I mean, Quentin's not raising her. She's being raised by the institution okay, right, or whatever right. institution she's at, isn't she? So, yeah. so no, maybe that's
0: the reason why, because but Quentin was never a fatherly type anyway. That's true. But, and there's really no effort to establish a relationship between the two. And I think if it, if it had been, it would have been interesting. Now, mm-hmm. when we just start to discuss parallel time, we now see that Briscoe plays Chris Collins, and so he is an actual member of the Collins family and he handles the, uh, the estate, uh, just the way Dirk Wilkins handled the estate in 1897. Uh, mm. so there, there's fine. Chris Collins is a normal guy. So there, there's a, we finally got you into the family because, uh, in, in regular time, uh, Chris Jennings is the black sheep. Literally, oh, well, he's more like the black wolf. Uh, but, you know, and that's why I like parallel time when, once we get into it. What did you, are we talking about Megan being a vampire in this? Uh, in this yeah,
1: story? Megan, De- yeah, which is kind of bizarre, really. I mm-hmm. mean, it's an interesting well, choice. Well, she served
3: but... a purpose. Were they just trying to exit Marie Wallace a little quicker for the next storyline? Well...
1: She, well, she hasn't really exited though. I mean she kinda just she doesn't really move anywhere. She kind of just disappears because they don't kill her.
3: Yeah, they
0: do. She's going around yeah. do they kill oh, her? No, no. Well, they stake her or uh, Willie stakes her.
3: Willie stakes oh, her okay. because, Sorry, because I, you, got, you got you got you got um, um, yeah. that? um Julia behind her going, go ahead, do it, do it. Why do I gotta do it? Well I don't <laughs> have the upper body strength to do it. Oh uh, okay, yeah. Now
1: now I remember, yeah.
3: It's just like, um, Fudge,
1: you know, I mean, it was interesting
0: seeing Willie come back I and mean, he's gained a little bit away he? a bit more fuller in the face. They were trying to figure out what to do with Marie Wallace. And the story is, is that the day after she was staked, she got a call from uh, another world Somerset, I believe. And oh, yeah. So she started her next role there and she was doing very well in her role there. And Dark Shadows had an idea to bring her back as Maggie's sister in parallel time, but that never worked out. Oh. And that never worked out. I know they were talking
3: today. about Maggie was being with her sister.
0: And you heard those Well, later on, and this is in the next block, you'll, you'll you'll hear her on the phone talking to her sister in parallel time. And that was supposed to be played by Marie Wallace, but uh, that didn't work out. Shame. So I believe it turns out that this was her last role on Dark Matters. Yep. That was last
3: role. I love her because you know what? She's probably one of the most beautiful women. Well, they're all beautiful, but there's just something wild about her. She's, well, she's very watch.
1: um she's very voluptuous as well. Which maybe that's so what that. it is. She's got she's that she got the girl woman look.
3: Yeah, she's got she's very she's got a lot of sex appeal. She definitely does
1: the, the only problem with her characters though, and this has nothing to do with her whatsoever, is that she has really exciting characters, all the characters you see her do. But the endings of her characters are kind of not that exciting. Lase. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had like mm-hmm. you know like when she was Adam's bride, you got like this great storyline, mm-hmm. just fantastic, and then gone. And then right. you know then she's running around. Collins, you know, as the ghost and all that stuff, and then disappears. Yeah, and then and this one again, it's like she's really interesting. And then she disappears for a lot of episodes, and then we got her back as a vampire, and then it got really interesting. And then gone. And it's kind of yeah. like, you know, I just thought that it could have made more more with her. They could have done more with that
3: vampire bit, definitely. I would have liked to have seen the storyline go a little bit more.
0: Oh, I think she was a great vampire, and even she talks yeah. about it to this day. and I, uh, you know, she bit Sky, and then she bit Roger. Oh, yeah, she, she was going through everyone. I mean, yeah, she, there's I mean, nothing
1: stopping her. She's like, fuck, you know, excuse my language. She's like, fuck you. I'm, you know, you're not, no I got up, you
0: know. They Thank lie. you, Barnabas they wanted to uh, give her the injection. She refused. She said, no, I kind of like who I am.
1: Yeah, Uh, and that's what I liked about her. She's kind
0: of like, you know, Barnabas bites her, so it wasn't
1: like, oh, my God, and all what we normally get. She's like, thank you, Barnabas. This is great. I'm I'm (laughs) back here. I'm ready to go, and I like that. You know, that's what I like about Marie Wallace's characters because you think, oh, okay, it's going to be this, but it's always something different than what you expected. You know, like when she comes back as Eve, and you think, oh i'm eve you know okay oh she's gonna be one of this is like no i'm eve i'm gonna take over screw you adam i'm on am like she's just like such a modern woman and everything that she does you know even when she's megan and you know the leviathan storyline starts and she's like oh philip i love you and then it's like i'm a mother now you you can screw off philip i don't care what happens to you
0: <laughs> and that's what
1: i love about marie wallace
0: that's what makes her fantastic Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um...
1: Yes, which is Carolyn and Jeb, which is his own saga. Barnabas warns Elizabeth that Carolyn must go away from Collinsport immediately. While she is in hiding, Carolyn has a nightmare about Jeb. Jeb decides he wants Carolyn to be his partner willingly. Nicholas declares that Jeb and Carolyn must be married in another type of physical form. In a dream, Barnabas informs Carolyn that her father was murdered by Jeb. Carolyn and Jeb go back and forth with their emotions. Jeb marries Carolyn. Jeb and Carolyn's honeymoon is threatened by shadows, causing them not to have a good night's sleep. They return to Cullen's port only for Jeb to say he has made a mistake. Yeah. So we have the relationship of Carolyn and Jeb, which is the most bizarre relationship I've ever seen between two people.
3: <laughs> it is very bizarre. First, she hates him, then she loves him. Now, then they fall in love in a matter of twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he's just—he's well, he wasn't she supposed to be a, a brood mare for the you know the the Cthulhu or whatever the hell? Yeah, they supposed yeah, to
0: they were to. to- They were supposed to both turn into their original forms and mingle and mangle Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But he ruins that by ruining the altar. So Jeb is not
1: even human now. And there's no reason to be honest. There's no reason for Jeb to be alive, but
0: he is. He's actually uh, Jeb is human now. He's not inhuman anymore. And the, yeah. and the reason that he's that the, the reason given is because his love for Carolyn is so strong that it's keeping him there. Just like once again, we've got a takeoff on. Jeff, uh, Jeff Clark, Peter Bradford, and Vicky. Why was Jeff Clark so uh, along so uh, you know so long? Because his love for Vicky was keeping him in the 20th century, and finally Mm. he had to go back. So this again is like a kind of a takeoff. And uh, but but the thing is, I could believe Jeff
1: Clark's love for Vicky. It's really kind of hard to think that Jeb loves anyone but himself. That's I, you know, and I think
0: think extremely infatuated with her, and I really do. And that's why.
1: yeah. But that's the. Th- I think the problem basically is, is that we got him in child form being infatuated with her, and then of course he mm-hmm. becomes an adult overnight. So there's kind of like that, you know. It's like, it's like a child being in love with his babysitter. <laughs> that kind of feeling about it, even though he's an
0: adult now. I got to give Chris Penick a little credit though, because he was really tr- he had a difficult job. I think of, oh, yeah. um, of balancing uh, a kitty, you know. Uh, uh, Kitty Jeb with uh, someone who wants to be more mature because he realizes on some level that Carolyn will not accept him unless he gives her a more mature love. So that's what he really tries to strive for, and I think that's why he repeats himself, I love her, I love her, over and over. Like, it's like a West Side story, you know? I love her, I need her, you know, that
1: kind of thing. Well, I mean, and Carolyn's just walking around in denial, even though everything points (laughs) to Jeb, killing her father and everything, but, like, she's still not getting it. How do you like that?
2: Reese's
3: dying With that goofy freaking look on his face, Or poor dad. I
0: was telling Vicky, what do you think, Keith? I, I think that's rhesus sardonicus which is the uh smile at, right after rigor takes place I yeah. How, yeah. Takes, yeah 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 you've seen that's, that yeah. i mean and that's where like the joker's smile yeah. comes that's from. it that's it that's it mm-hmm. and uh, also one of
3: the reasons people thought
0: are they you? they, they, made, it, they made
3: that so I don't know. I guess that's where the some of the vampire legends came from, too, from the old country, because when your skin pulls back in rigor, you get really toothy, yeah. and they thought they right. were vampires.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Well, yeah. I, I deal with a condition at work called scleroderma, and basically what that is oh, is that your incredible. face turns the muscle and it pulls it pulls back from your face. So that's the reason why the teeth are always showing as
0: well. Is that still terminal, or do they have things for that?
1: Um, it, well, it does. I mean, eventually, it hardens your um, your mm-hmm. internal organs and stuff like that. Yeah. But there are things that we can. We are, there are things that we can prolong things like with Prost. Hmm. That's gotta Pross be Pross an Pross uncomfortable
3: existence.
1: Uh, I mean, a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of kidney dialysis and a lot of things that have to go along with it as well. But we're the scleroderma center for Europe, so <laughs> that's what we deal with. But it has that same. But it has the same kind of effect that like rigor Mortis does that we were talking about where he mm-hmm. just pulled mm-hmm. back for sort the of thing yeah. i
0: didn't even know if they knew that that was a smile i think they just uh got uh dennis patrick back hey you want to th- let's take a quick picture of you smiling like that so you can get a 100 bucks or something <laughs> uh but uh you know but it was uh almost like didn't they do that almost with uh isabella hoops when she played edith as quentin in 1897 yeah I think they did a similar thing with her. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. I memories. mean, here's
1: something that you can tell to Sharon that every time Jeb pops up in the air, um, just say to Sharon, "Goes, oh look at those Lionel Blairs." Those Lionel what? Blairs is, right, is like of those Lionel Blairs, which is Lionel basically Blairs. rhyming slang for flares, because he's always wearing his flares. <laughs> I
0: have to tell her that.
1: Lionel Blairs. Lionel Look Blair. at his Lionel Blairs, because that means flares. And that's Jeb is, I think Jeb is the only guy wearing flares. He's wearing his jean flares, isn't he, which is very big at the time.
0: Listen, I'm just trying to get over uh, Janners he's and, a- uh and uh what's that, what's that, uh, Jammy bastards and stuff <laughs> But Lionel Blairs, okay, that's a new so one. So the Naga Did people have totally
3: gone the way of just they just booked, they're gone. The, 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 well he, he broke they down
1: Well, yeah, he broke basically when he broke the altar. Which I really like. I like the breaking the well, the altar, when the altar hole breaks down and stuff. I thought that right. was done really effectively. Well, but I'm then it's say- like all of a sudden it's like everyone's memory is kind of white. They don't remember anything.
0: Like Elizabeth doesn't remember Leviathan. That's right. Or, as soon as that happens, they all uh, they all lose whatever because the Leviathans are now destroyed, and, so it's like it never happened.
1: And Caroline's nightmares stop at that point as well, don't they?
0: Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, now okay, so, a little disappointing though. Even though you know, She's, down a a a few more, up.
3: she's dreams of Jeb dying.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. That, that sky pushed Jebel off the, uh, the Widow's, Widow's Hill. Hill. Widow too. Why and does that, everybody go that, to that
3: Widow's Hill? I mean, have. it doesn't have a good mortality rate for tourism, that's for sure.
0: I know. that's why they never <laughs> made does- a uh, survey. It doesn't Collins, look very picturesque either, so it doesn't look like a place that you want to sit there and like take in the scenery, does it? But, I don't think you're going to find it on page one of the California, of the Collinsport Chamber of Commerce. No. Uh, <laughs> no. You know, let, let's put it that way. But what I want to say Ghost about tour. Humbert Allen, Humbert Allen Australia, once again, does one, does one of those, he starts one of those beautiful things, but the writers were punking out, and he used that uh, I, I, I call upon the... Uh, I I call upon the stars that rained at, on my beginning. That has been done by Lara Parker. That has been done in 1968. Mm-hmm. There's no really new dialogue that you would really want to, you know, that you would that you would really get a kick right. out of when he does that. And so that's a little bit of a disappointment. Any good mm-hmm. Dark Shadows fan can realize that he's really repeating uh, that he's really repeating spells here, and. Um, yeah, how really are they going to, it would be interesting, yes, you see the light, the, the bright light on the altar, and then all of a sudden you see bricks falling on the ground. I would have hypothetically loved to see the whole thing crack, you know.
1: Yeah, and, you know, and explode whatever. outwards.
0: But they didn't, but they, but I guess they didn't have the money to do that. Because mm-hmm. you I also, thought they
3: did a good job, though.
0: Oh no! It was, no, it was fine. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fine. It was fine. I'm just. I mean, little... I
1: find I find it a bit weird that like Elizabeth and some of the other people don't remember the lie, the Leviathan at all. But then you got other people who remember it. So that that was a bit funky. That okay. some people remember after the break of the altar, and other people have totally lost their memory of it. So that was right, a, right, that right. wasn't very consistent, which is kind of bizarre. Exactly. Do you think if you were a Leviathan and all the Everyone should. Everyone should lose their memory, or just, or everyone remembers. It's got to be one or the other. You can't
0: have just some of this and some of that. Exactly. Sort of thing. But but it's a nice and and, and even so, even though the, the the thing cracks, it's still not the end of the Leviathan because Nicholas is killed. I don't know if it's this scene, uh, or or another. And so I'm not going to mention. Is, uh, I don't think we're no, we're not talking about that in this scene. So we'll talk in another one uh but i i think that this this has a kind of a the the love well i mean
1: nicholas does die because he died it does end up in this block doesn't he it's at the end of the last in this block but not
0: in scene two but not in the scene yeah no not in scene two that's what i was definitely been a
3: huge disappointment to his master
0: Oh, don't even, oh, his master is going to have a special room in the Ninth Circle for him, believe me. Uh, but I think there is, and maybe I'm getting too philosophical here, but I think there's an element with, with Carolyn and Jeb, there's a West Side Story element here, uh, that Carolyn is the human, Jeb is not the human it was the you know the equivalent of trying to get one to fill the other, and then even when Jeb becomes the human, it's not going to be for long because Angelique is after him, and that's why she starts the the minky on him. I call it the minky, the little the uh, uh, the, the paper towel <laughs> cutout. Uh, mm. And Nicholas is <laughs> Nicholas is pissed because he feels that. Jeb ruined his, all, all his plans. And uh, so he's after him. And so he's got all these things coming from the other side. and But he married Carolyn. And everybody's looking at Carolyn and saying, What's the matter? What's wrong? What's going on here? You should be happy. You're married. Oh my God. He must have taken her to 20 hotels. During- I know. That has to be. It's like, but I can sit there and
1: say, this is probably the first time in Dark Shadows history. That we know that two people actually consummated their relationship.
3: Well, yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> well they were Well no, it's, it's, scene, the fir- it's the first it's the first time we've seen two a couple embedded in in together, together. Right, with their
2: right. with
1: their clothes off. I mean he's got his shirt off, she's That's covered right. up, you know, she, she's covered up to her breast sort of thing. So you yep. can tell that she's not wearing a top. Right. So right, right. this is probably I the first tell. consummation looking, in Dark Shadows. Well, well the first consummation that we've seen on screen in,
0: uh, in Dark Shadows. But it's right. driving her crazy. You know, she spends half a night, and then she has to move to another place, and then they stay there for a day. And as soon as, and as soon as, Minky, sometimes I'm only a couple home. hours because I, of that,
3: because of that paper cutout of the Casper the, or whatever the hell it is.
0: That's the Minky. I call him the Minky. The Minky. And, and I call him the Minky, uh which is the, uh, pe- uh, the what's you gonna call the Pink Panther equivalent of monkey. But uh, it's a it, it's a real it, it's. My God! I mean, what exercise do they get? You know, they don't have to go to the. They don't have to go to. Uh, he doesn't to
3: handle. School. He doesn't handle crises well, does he?
0: He doesn't handle it at all. Uh went <laughs> nuts. And Roger didn't like him anyway. So Roger's like, "What the heck, Roger?" Roger but, just
3: disgusted with everybody in this
0: block. <laughs> but he has, but he has more screen time. Well, he goes away and he comes back to
1: this. So it's like every time he comes away, he comes back to like more some mayhem. bullshit's happened. <laughs> that's right. That's right for but, Roger. But- she never go to Boston.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but he, but he but he has a good. Uh, re- there's some good scenes with Elizabeth, and uh, he makes up and, and there's his and there's his cracks about. Uh, he has a great crack uh, and I'll remember it in a half i'll probably put it on my bloopers and it's a great crack of, uh, to roger uh, to Liz, about uh about about chris uh and i an itinerant uh ne'er do well who does something with the you know but, he, but he's really so the writers are on the on the ball there. Violet, I wish Wells. they would
3: do something with Chris and and Quentin though in this block, just that so they identify as family somehow.
0: Yep, yep, and that doesn't happen.
3: I know, Actually, and it really
0: well. Shit I mean, out
3: of me.
1: the, we we are dealing with dark shadows that basically, if you're not listening to every line, you you could get slightly lost because basically they do identify everything, but they do it in such a quick, fast, fast pace. There's like whoa. It's like, you know, the Victoria's death. It's like, if you weren't listening to that one line, you would would never have known.
0: How can you even, though, approach that, and this is one line I do remember, where Julia says, this is a house of lives, and the only way we're going to get them close to the truth is by keep lying. And I'm like, how the heck are they going to ever get to, start telling the truth, they keep lying to each other. Julia, that was not one of Julia's finer moments. Uh, as a psychologist, to say, the only way you're going to get people to tell the truth is lie as often as they can. Uh, so, you know, uh, but that's, but that goes, but it's true, it's a house of lies. And we love Dark Shadows because of the ways in which the lies interplay with each other and, uh, right. and, and then uh, and forced responses and reactions of the characters who manipulate uh, that kind of thing. The only pro- the only problem yes. that I do find with it,
1: though, that and I, I think I love the writing. And this is, you know, this is just nitpicking. But I find that when they get things too tangled up, what they tend to do is start another storyline and then we forget about anything that actually happened. Right. I think that's happen deliberate.
0: You think that's deliberate. You think that I, I, I think, think well, I think what
1: happens is that. You know, with the Leviathan storyline and the Carolyn and Gemini, it's kind of all tied in together, which I was really, really enjoying. And I thought they were doing a fantastic job. But sometimes I think they were listening too much to the fans. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, because as soon as Barnabas turns into a vampire bat and then it's like you can see where things are going. And this is like becoming really interesting. And once Barnabas gets vampire bat bitten and then we're going now and now we're going now we're starting to go back to where we were before. And it's kind of like, it would have been nice if they, if they let the, I think what happens is if Dan Curtis let the writers just do what they wanted to do, Mm -hmm. I don't think we would have what it is, but I think Dan Curtis, I think there's, or it might not have been Dan Curtis, but someone was coming in going, Oh no, this is not going the way we want it to. So we want you to do this. And then the writers are scrambling around and then Mm -hmm. because they're scrambling around and going back and okay, well, we need to do this. Then if this is what you want, we'll do this. And unfortunately, that takes whatever ideas they were having and kind of dilutes them. So basically we but have think, there's no way they can there's yeah. no way they can finish off a storyline that they wanted to finish off because they're right. going they're having to go back again
0: but know, like the a, peter
1: bradford yeah. and all the other
0: right stuff. and that was and like i said that was a kind of an anachronism and that shouldn't have been in there but one of the things I it would have been like, more interesting if they brought trust back and had trust do the part where he's
1: coming back to come after jeb because Jeb yeah. is the satan character that's a great that idea. would have made more sense
0: that's a great yeah. idea. I don't know what the hell is going on there, but again, well, he could have been busy on Broadway have, or something. Yeah, he so. Busy and Curtis wanted to have, uh, wanted to have Roger, Roger Davis on. But I do think there's a difference here when Barnabas now reverts to the uh, Jeb vampirism uh, in that he he's is more hungry, really struggling. Yes, he's hungrier, but he's really struggling with it. He's not, yeah. he's not given into it the way he did in the first year. And, you know,
1: Well, this brings us to scene three, Barnabas' vampire Uh Uh curse. Julia begins injections in the hope of curing Barnabas of his vampirism. Barnabas again bites Megan. Megan is a vampire, attacks her first victim. After Julia's last injection, Barnabas feels a desperate need for blood. Mm -hmm. So so we do get a more... We do get a, a, a more interesting Barnabas this time That's around right. as a vampire. He
0: is he is very very sorry about what he has to do, and and this is probably the height of the sympathetic vampire that the fans love. And uh, you know, every time he bites someone, oh, why did I do that? You know that kind of thing. Or they come they keep to him, coming
3: over to his they keep house, coming
0: over to him. That's right. <laughs> it's
3: like leaving well, him
0: alone. And he's going, he
3: bites. Go
1: away. What's her name? He bites. What's her name? Chris's girlfriend, Sabrina. Sabrina. Yeah. Sabrina. And she's like, whoa, this is great. Barnabas, it, you more." he's it, like, you're it,
0: sexier than Chris. I'm going to have a bit of you. Yeah, you really <laughs> the man. Something because uh, Lisa Richards, who played Sabrina Stewart, was quoted. Uh, they had a birthday party for her, which is on YouTube. And she was and they asked her about that bite with Barnabas. And she said, finally, I got to be bitten. Boy, that was great. She was like almost like like in an orgasm over the damn thing you know I mean you know it was really she was really guy like, kind of and he bit her twice and so she was. Getting into it is. She's getting. She, it's kind of like I've, I've finally been bitten on the show. I've attained status, you know, as a stardom or something like that. Well, too. I also have to say about Sabrina is that from her first time that we see
1: her to where we are now, what a character growth we got with her.
3: Oh, gosh.
1: Well, she's interesting. Get- she went from being like, oh, what the hell was this? To yeah. God, she's quite interesting now. There's something
0: really interesting about her. She went from paraplegic. Who who stuttered and couldn't. The gray talk.
3: hair. And she had gray, awful hair. You know, Don't forget the awful hair. hair.
0: You know, in the yeah. wheelchair, in the wheelchair, and she went from that to uh, well, she got a new hairdo, and uh, she was really a uh, she really the inner light in her showed, and uh, uh-huh. he had, and and the question I have because she obviously wanted to marry Chris, could they really have made that work out? I have a feeling. That they might have it's only once a month, you know, or maybe for a couple of days. Well, I mean, she's got she's got her once a month curse and he's got his.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They both got a curse
1: that comes around once a month. (laughs) Boy,
3: she's aged rather well too, Lisa Blake Richards has. She's still quite attractive lady.
0: And by the <laughs> way, the moon poppy stuff—that is a direct ripoff of uh, *Werewolf of London*.
1: London, yeah. I going to say, I remember. I could now that you mentioned, it's like, yeah, I remember it now. I
0: the knew building, I heard it from somewhere. Yes, yes. Henry yeah. Hall and Warner Oland, nineteen thirty-five. <laughs> And uh, and oh, they even steal from the Cheney Wolfman, yes. you know, The man who is pure yeah. in heart and says his prayers by night. I'm saying, oh my god, oh my god, they must have they must have hold on uh, to see the Wolfman at night. Uh, and I I I'm I'm sorry I didn't see Maria uh run her way in and do a little imitation there. You know the way you walked was thorny through no fault of your own but as the rain enters the river and the river enters the sea so man's tears must fall to a predestined end all right and that and that in the do- and that in 2075 cents gets me in the subway but uh, I, 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 I mean but, but, but that, i mean but the only problem with
1: next. the only yeah the only problem with chris jenning's anyway in his storyline is that his him and his werewolf storyline are only used as plot devices so they never really develop anything past that Mm-hmm. And you think, okay, they're going to develop this. Oh, look, oh, here he is again. They're going to develop this into something, and then it's nothing for a while. And then they bring him back, werewolf storyline, and they're going to develop, and then they don't. And yeah. that's, that's what I find with his. And it's quite sad because his character is quite interesting yeah, beyond the very, very
3: family. interesting. I wish they'd do more yeah. with it, or did, I should say. Yeah,
1: I wish. Because sure. even like his relationship with Carolyn is like, <gasps> nothing. And now we've got Sabrina. So, I mean, you know, this is still going on, but. We're going into, well, we might as well go into this new storyline from Lovecraft to Rebecca de which which basically in the room in the closed off East Wing of Collinswood. Barnabas sees a strange vision. Julia tells Barnabas about Professor Stokes' theory of parallel time. Unable to enter the parallel time room, Barnabas finds a book thrown from it. Stokes warns Barnabas about the danger of parallel time. Barnabas sees counterparts of Roger and Carolyn in the parallel time room. Roger seems to sees himself in parallel time. Barnabas enters the parallel time room successfully, which we know this is all going to go wrong. In parallel time, Barnabas learns that Maggie Evans is Quentin's new bride. Maggie realizes that Quentin's son, Daniel, resents her. Um, Julia is now Mrs. Danvers. And Willie claims Bar- chains Barnabas back into his coffin. So, so now all this yeah. stuff with Sabrina and Chris and all the other mm-hmm. stuff, the reason why I just went into that is because Is this gonna still, you know, when we go back into regular time, is any of this stuff gonna matter anyway? Because it might be just forgotten about, which I guess we'll see. Because now that we're in parallel time, this is now where we are now, isn't it? That's
0: right. Well, we're going. Well, we're getting there. And what I like, and what I like is the gradual way they're introducing this to the fans, because this is really a. <clears throat> this was never tried on. This was tried on. Uh, after, let's see. Uh, Outer Limits had an episode called "The Parallel," or was that The Twilight Zone? One of those. Uh, there was uh, uh, there was a Roy Thins movie, uh, but there were very few. There were very few uh, parallel time movies in the nineteen uh, sixties, um, except for I think, like I said, I think Rod Serling. Uh, Rod Serling did it in one of the hour episodes, and mm. so this is the first soap opera that ever dealt with parallel time, period. And 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 I think this was this was I think the the writers correctly realized that this was something that unless you read sci-fi, and unless you read uh, you know alternate universe stories, uh, they're not going to get it. So they really started, I think, slowly as Barnabas discovers the room and then realizes that he's got these. Okay, so you've got, as I say, Julia in parallel time is Hoffman, actually. And you're going to see that. And she's the the, she's Rebecca. She's the servant to Angelique. Um, She never became a doctor. Um, Willie is William Hollingshead Lunas, author, uh, very educated. Very educated, William, mm. as opposed to the hi, Barnabas, you know, uh, that we see in that are in a very loveless marriage to Carolyn. Yes, yes, absolutely. Kind, you you think? Oh, yeah. And, well, and looks, you know, and great Nancy Barrett. She looks like a she looks like middle middle-aged, unhappy, sad. You know that kind yeah. of thing. There's no there's no perkiness. To the Carolyn and the beauty that you see in our Carolyn, this woman is this woman is uh, cynical, dejected, sad. I don't know what they did with the makeup on.
3: Well, because everybody's always having the big love fest for Angelique. Everybody That's loves it. her. Yeah.
0: Well, Angelique, I mean,
1: I think so far, I mean, this is just starting for us. I think that right. the, I hope that they do because I mean, basically, this is the Rebecca storyline that basically. Quentin is basically the husband who's married the ingenue who's coming to live under the ghost of Rebecca. And Mrs. Danvers is the basically the housekeeper who's in love with th- that Rebecca does no wrong. And that's pretty much the storyline that we're getting using Kong right But I will tell you But is- I hope that they use Angelique like Alfred Hitchcock used Rebecca that even though Angelique is dead or Rebecca is dead, that basically Rebecca's still alive through the eyes of everyone else sort of thing.
0: Do you know what I mean? And I hope they're clever with it. I don't want to give it away, but there's going to be a separate plot from Rebecca and that's going to be involving Angelique. And there are going to be a couple of things that you might be a little surprised to see. Uh, and, uh, but right now we're just, you know, Elizabeth looks the same so far. Uh, Roger is uh Roger is a bachelor who's... Uh, well, they who's played been...
3: her clothes down a little bit. Elizabeth, they don't got her dressing as...
0: Well, because remember, Quentin is the master of college. Right. Yeah. And, he, and he's been away, and he's going to come back. Uh, so yeah. so she is... Uh, and it's interesting. I like to... What is Quentin's Elizabeth sister? I don't remember. Uh, of course... We yeah, remember. we haven't
1: really got what we're. What the family dynamics are, see how
0: they're related. It's fascinating, at- though, it's fascinating to see. I like it. We discover them and how different they are from the common we know. And the most important thing is, is that in this parallel time, Barnabas, Angelique, the, the Angelique of 1795 never appeared. Barnabas married Josette, had kids, uh, had a normal life, and died in 1830. Mm-hmm. And Willie, William wrote the Life, of, the Life and Death of Barnabas Collins, a book. And the book was somehow thrown out of the, of the uh, a parallel time into the real time, and Barnabas was able to pick up. And then he goes to Professor Stokes, who then uh, explains it to him. And, the, and one other thing I want to mention is I was very surprised, Roger. Our Roger seems very interested in parallel time to an extent mm-hmm. that I've never seen any kind of academic interest from Roger on the show. He's usually he's usually ranking out on everybody and uh, running after David the monster and and he's a businessman, but here he's really, really they have Louis Edmonds really being engulfed in the parallel time thing as we see it in this scene, and I, and I just thought that was kind of interesting. And it doesn't seem to be, and I also think it's, you know, it's quite interesting that we're
1: going back into gothic storytelling is what the show started out to do anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's quite mm-hmm. interesting that outside of Barnabas' vampirism, which, you know, I'm, you know, I, in a way, I kind of wish it wasn't Barnabas' um, being thrust back into parallel time. It would have been interesting if it was one of the other characters maybe, mm-hmm. only because he's going to kind of introduce that whole vampire thing because it would have been. But he's now he's locked.
0: I mean, we end this block with him being locked up back again. In the coffin. Locked yeah, up again. and and P.S. I think Jonathan wanted to take a vacation. You're not going to see him for a while.
1: Well, uh, I think I think it's a good idea because it'd be interesting to see Dark Shadows without that supernatural element
0: for a little while they won't yeah no no they won't have that they you you know Jonathan took his vacation and they developed Mm -hmm. the story or he could have been doing the movie i'm i'm you know i'm not sure yeah the movie's around this time isn't it so yeah 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 that's possible and another thing i wanted to mention is that the devil's mark On the hands of uh, Quentin and Maggie, I know we're going back to a former scene when they were Mm. enamored with each other, and Angelique put the uh, uh, the what do you call it uh, uh, the devil's pitchfork, the the, the pitchfork, the pitchfork. (laughs) They use that again in uh, the Dark Shadows 1991 remake. uh, Mm. With I don't recall
3: that.
0: Yep, take a look at it. Take a look Mm. at it. Uh, You'll you'll see that they do that. There's a lot of stuff that they redo i do not remember and, that and they may also and i'm not sure but they may also have had that devil's pitchfork stuff with josette and jeremiah I'm yeah they sure. did they had that yeah. they didn't had they?
1: that they did, didn't they? that's how they that's how yeah. they got married and and then it kind of wore off on their honeymoon they had to go back and tell
0: everyone that they that's were married. Right. so again so. ripping off a few years later figuring fans won't remember it not realizing that you know, that serious fans are going to pick this up and say, Hey, you know, but that's not to take away from the originality that the show has. I'm the picking now, too. Oh, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, it's just, friendly. I have to
1: say, when that happened, it was just kind of bizarre. It's like, it'd be interesting if they carried it over through like a couple episodes, but it was kind of like 10 minutes. Like, okay. And then they're like, Oh, and then it wears off. It's like, okay, well, what are do you doing here? Okay, fine. No, I'm going to go off and do my work. Okay, bye. You know, it's like, okay. And then never, right. it's never referred to, but it's never referred back to again. And But because I'm parallel time it doesn't really matter
0: because they're different people exactly so, so uh and, oh a, we got a we got a scene i'm sorry to interrupt Keith. we got who's a who's scene better? of a very short scene of the character that chris pennock plays in parallel time yeah such and a nerd with his, ner- so cute, with his nerdy wire it? glasses he is dr cyrus longworth And there's another plot that they're going to rip off from somewhere. And I'm not not going to say a thing. You'll see it when you see it. But he's still wearing his Lionel Blairs. He's still (laughs) wearing his Lionel Blairs. Lionel Blairs. But uh, (laughs) there may be a little change to his appearance, and that's all. No, he's not a werewolf. But there may be a little change to his appearance, which you might not, which you'll be surprised to see, And and so will the new fans. Uh, and the old fans will be saying, yeah, 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 uh, when we continue. And I'm going to shut my mouth now. But, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I'm intrigued by the parallel time. Mm-hmm. So. I love it. I love it. When we get to the best storyline and the worst storyline, I'm, I'm going to give it away. I think the parallel time, even though it's starting to be developed, is the best storyline for me in this block.
2: Oh. Mmm. Mmm. Mmm.
1: Well, that's where we are at the moment is our best storyline and worst storyline. So why don't you head it off, Tom?
0: Why, Keith, I never thought you'd ask. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So the best storyline for me, as I said, is the parallel time. Because here, for the first time, as I said, in, in soap opera, episodic television, they are doing an arc regarding a brand new, with the same actor's, say, essentially, it's a repertory company, but instead of going back in time to characters, now they're going to another universe, playing the same characters who have been made different, who have made different decisions in life, and what would have happened to them, and, and and it really, as we get into it, you know, further, it's really, it's really, really fascinating. The worst storyline, and as much as I admire Roger Davis, that hanging nonsense, Uh, Mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, I mean, David. Oh, and I got to say something about David. looks like he can finally walk again. Did I ever say David was involved in some kind of major accident and he broke his leg? And that's why they had him in a wheelchair for uh, a few months, in fact. He he didn't show show the show too much. Uh, The only thing I didn't like is they didn't really... Put the shoe over his toes, so it was a little, uh, you know. But,
1: uh, but well, I couldn't. I mean, I didn't like the simple fact that they were
0: able to get him up and downstairs in that way. <laughs> it's like it didn't really. They did. I think they wheeled him through the uh, the back, the back, uh, or something like that. I don't think they took him. up. It's
1: just the- that he's upstairs, and you're kind of like, well, obviously there's no there's no elevator mm-hmm. there, so it's like, and basically, it's obviously, someone's. Carrying him up and
0: down in his wheelchair because his wheelchair is at the top, isn't it? So in they, his room. Yep, yep. They, so they took him through the back, and uh, finally he does. Um, and Amy, it doesn't appear too much in this block, but she she's a little meanie when she's under the uh, under the Leviathan influence, and she plays a couple of tricks and stuff like that. Right. And, yeah. Oh boy, would she have a great a great. Mean smile, you know, and say, Oh, we want to do something with that kid. There's
1: an evilness to her, though, isn't there? I mean, there, I mean, her character is
0: not evil, but she does
1: have that look that she could be a a fantastic evil devil child. If she remember, she's
3: the blueberry in Willy Wonka, she was a little turd on that, too.
1: Violet, violet, right? Yeah, but she Uh, could be like a great demonic. Demon child, if they, if they, if they, if if there was a
0: character like, she's not, but if they gave her a character like that, she could play the hell out of it very well. I think may she rest in peace. Uh I think Denise Nickerson did a did a wonderful yes, job. We, uh, maybe maybe but maybe at this point the son will wanna join us. I'm gonna see if I can reach out to him. Cause it mm-hmm. was uh it was it was too early at the time because the mother it's been a couple of years now, over a year. Yeah, yeah So I think yeah, we'll yeah, the now. wife was very nice to us, uh, and uh, so we'll see. So anyway, so the best storyline for me is parallel time. And the worst storyline for me is uh, Peter Bradford coming back and that whole mishmash about uh, which was never explained uh, about uh, Vicky and, uh, you know, and, uh, and and so forth. Um, so I personally uh, would have
3: liked to think that they'd gone off into the sunset and had a good to. life.
0: They were supposed to. They were supposed to go west. What the um, hell happened to that, you know?
1: I, I think Dan Curtis asked Victoria um Alexander, can you come back? No, I'm not coming back. Fine. I'm, fuck you. I'll fuck you. I'll kill you off. Uh, <laughs> I think it does have that feel about. It. I'm not I'm not saying that happened. You know, but it has that kind of feel about it. It's like fine. It, it sounds as like it sounds like someone got ticked off at of Alexander Moki for something. So we'll make well, it scene. So
0: she wanted to play an evil character. That's how it goes. She wanted yeah. to be, she wanted to be a vampire. Curtis said no, Curtis wanted to typecaster, and the I don't know yeah. what's wrong and she just didn't want to do it after like, no that. So and it and then, and and then but unfortunately we get this. It's like okay, fine, I'll kill
1: you off so you can never come back. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that happened, but it has that feeling that's kinda of like that happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit it like I don't um, know. I don't know. Well, it's a bit like my friend did a soap opera here and she wanted to leave the soap opera and they didn't want her to leave, but she said, no, I really need to leave. And so they killed her off so she could never come back. Mm. And but she, want, but she wanted to go that she left so she could always come back if she wanted to. People but, always but come the, back from the but, dead
3: on soap operas. It but, doesn't matter. But,
1: but what I'm saying is the producer was so peeved off at her because he, she was a very popular character. And he, so basically to get back at her,
0: he killed her off.
1: To get back, yeah, but he at was her. cutting his
0: nose off to spider's his face, I would think. And uh, well,
1: you know, but it also affected her as well because at one point she wanted to come back, and of course she can't, you know. But I'm saying that yeah, sometimes, but yeah. when they do that, you know, like if they fade off into the sunset, there's always that opening for them, sure. But sure. and but normally, but then if something happens, they go, Oh, so they kill them off screen, you mm-hmm. know. And that's yeah. that there's a there's like this feels like something happens, there's something that went wrong somewhere that. You know why do that? There's no reason to. There's no. There's not even any reason to bring her into it, really. Yeah,
0: sure, sure. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna just make one more comment. Just remember mm-hmm. in the parallel time arc. Uh, what you see now is not the only storyline, and that's what I wanted to get into. Uh, mm-hmm. what, I, what I just wanted to mention, and we'll see what happens.
1: And what about you? So, fix your best storyline and your worst storyline.
3: <laughs> Worst storyline. Anything with talkative Bruno in it. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'd have to say I got a little irritated when they went back to the devil's mark on Quentin and Maggie. It's just like we've already done this. Let's not beat this horse to death again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I just, I mean, because Barnabas, I mean, he wasn't even tripping out. I mean, didn't you, I mean, he wasn't even noticing that Maggie was oh so worried about Quentin in hysterics. It's like.
1: Well, it, only, it was only it was it, it wasn't even a whole episode of it. It was only like Ten half minutes, an episode, five
3: minutes yeah. precisely.
1: Yeah, yeah. so just weird.
3: But it did, it kind of seemed random and out of place, and I still don't know who Angelique was mad at. It, but it wasn't those two. She was mad at somebody.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, she uh, was. She was. She was mad at Sky. For lying to her about the, um, you know, his. (laughs) So I'm going to take it out on Quentin and Maggie. This is like what (laughs) he was married at, and that week was somebody who tried to find true love. Finally, she was betrayed. I think there was a projection. She looks at Barnabas. Oh, Barnabas did that to me too.
2: Yeah, and
0: that's where I think it came to the whole thing with Josette and Mary. Look, and Maggie looks like Josette. That's my take on it.
1: Or mm-hmm. simple fact that um, Quentin and Angelique almost got married and had a romantic right. past as well, so maybe mm-hmm. there's something so
0: that, that as that's, well, that's, that's true. Not, I think that might have been mentioned actually. Yeah, yeah, because bad. that didn't doesn't pan
1: out because doesn't he who's oh god who's it? With, he's going to run off with. But she didn't who's love him. She mentioned with. that
0: she didn't. She mentioned she didn't. Yeah, but
1: out. Quentin ends up running off with someone else. Or are going to oh no it's uh, oh it's what's her name Amanda. He Amanda died Amanda
3: Amanda Amanda
1: that's it. So that's yeah. it. That was Amanda. Yeah. So so Angelique was gonna marry Quentin and then uh, Amanda came along and then all of a sudden Quentin, yeah. the love of Quentin's life ends up being Amanda then, doesn't it? So That's right. That's right. So maybe show. maybe that's the reason. So. Or maybe or maybe Same. we're maybe we're just searching for the hell of it. Yeah, <laughs> there's no arrival reason. Yeah. It's but the best be storyline,
3: I don't know. There's a lot of good things going on in here, but I like the Leviathan storyline. I like I liked the Jeb and Carolyn storyline. I thought it was, you know, kind of, it was kind of nice to see them get a little more passionate, you know, with some things and kick up a little more romance. But, I mean, Bruno, though. So I mean, someone's got to do something with that man's hair. It's Got to. It doesn't matter what time we're in, what storyline. The guy has got a bad stylist. That's just all there is to it.
0: Wait till you see Bruno in parallel time.
3: And, have.
0: and and he's a pianist and a composer in parallel time, and that's a he's a pianist. Bad hair, yeah, oh, <laughs> yep. pe- pianist, pianist, He's
3: still a, penis he's a penis with penis.
0: Bad hair. In, in Brooklyn, they taught us pianists, but they were, uh, you're yeah. probably right. It's pianist, yes. <laughs> he do it <laughs> subsequently. He's still a dick, <laughs> no matter what you want to call him. Oh, well, he could be a clever dick, or yeah. <laughs> as they say in England, or he could be a. Dickhead. I've
1: seen dicks all shapes and sizes, but you're the biggest
0: dick I've ever seen. <laughs> well, he could be a dickhead. You know? Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go.
1: Well, my best storyline. I love the Leviathan storyline, and I thought that was fantastic. And I'm very, I very intrigued. Too. But I'm very intrigued by the parallel storyline. I'm finding yeah. it interesting. It's like I'm. I'm my interest is big, so I'm. I'll be. I love to see where this is going. The worst is bringing Peter Bradford back because it doesn't make a lot. of It doesn't of sense.
3: fit any more than the the, the random devil's tattoo thing. It just kind of there. Well,
1: I just think to get to get back at Jeb, I would I would have preferred, as I said before, maybe having Trask come back to like fight the devil, you know, because he's so pious, and I would have been fantastic to have him back for three or four episodes to try to put an end to Jeb because you know whatever whatever reasons they could have come up with it's just that Peter Bradford just, you know, he's walking around with that freaking rope around his neck. So I don't know what, is he being hanged for what, what for killing right. Jeb or throwing? Yeah, I mean, he
3: got, he got hung again. I mean, you know, how many times are they going to kill this guy?
1: It's the only way he's ever going to be hung dear. But-, <laughs> right. but yeah, I don't, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it is what it is, but it, I mean, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, and also it's like what? So Jeb's running around in 1792 or 1790, whatever. So that doesn't make a lot of sense either, because Jeb was nowhere to be found, and you know Jeb's not even born when Leviathan show up. So I don't know.
3: Yeah, I mean that part really wasn't explained, was it?
1: Well, the Leviathan show up. Okay, let's face it. She's back in that time period. Josette commits suicide. The Leviathan show up. They thrust Barnabas back to normal time, um, and then and then Jeb starts off as a baby, and then become, and then we see him as
3: he's like five the year omen, old. but he's accelerated.
1: Then, yeah, five year old, the teenager, and then adult. So when was Jeb in seven? You know what I mean? What did he do the whole baby thing? I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So no, it, not is at all. it is what it is. It just, it just feels like it was just slap dashed in there. For, and it doesn't make, you know, and then it's like, why is it there? Sort of thing. Okay, let's go to favorite and least favorite characters. Starting with you, Vix. Who's your favorite character and who's your least favorite character? Oh
3: God, I, I, they, they were all so strong in this, even Bruno, yeah. <laughs> with his douchebagginess, you know, but I, I can't, who do I, want? I just, I, I love Quentin in all these episodes, because he's, I mean, he's he's got a chance, David Selby has a chance to show us diversity, but then you got Carolyn, you know, I mean,
2: mm. she's doing a
3: fantastic job, and, you know, Maggie's kind of intermittent, but when she's there, she's strong, um, I'm probably going to go with I'm going to go with David Selby in this one because I like, well, actually, Chris Jennings, too. Okay, well, I hate when I have to pick one, but I'm going to go with Selby. Chris Jennings is a a run-up. Don Briscoe is a run-up. And uh, just because they're so strong and they had good writing and they had good stories to follow and this Leviathan thing involved everybody. So, I mean, everybody really contributed their 100%, I think. Hmm. And as far as my worst character, <laughs> it would have to be whoever writes for Bruno and whoever dresses him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, what, and what about yourself, Tom? Who's your favorite character and least favorite character?
0: <coughs> Excuse me. Thinking about what uh, what Vicky said, well, first of all, Humberdale and Estrego, uh, to my mind, did a great... Uh, it was great to see him again as Nicholas Blair. It was great to see him commanding.
3: He is very commanding. Uh,
0: it was. It was. He had to admit that he didn't have all the powers that he had. he's saying "Well, if I had those powers, well, I've been running after Angelique uh, the way I did because look what he did with her the first time he made her a vampire. He did all these things." But under that on the despite the fact that they grade him up. You know, probably because he went through hell, literally, for screwing up the first time. And I think uh, that was a message that uh, you do bad in hell, you go great. Uh, but uh, I, I, I really I really liked him. Um, I would give honorable mentions to Don Briscoe uh, because, once again, his, his werewolf spasms are uh, just about you know, our classic. And there was one time when Bruno was saying, uh, now, I don't want you to scream while you're having the spasm. And boy, that was really tough and he handled that very well. Um, and, uh, and Selby. Uh, Selby, I, Selby, I think, Selby had a very interesting scene with Barnabas when he, realized, when he was told that Barnabas had attacked Sabrina. And, and Quint was really pissed off at him. He goes. How could you do this? You yeah, know, you're, you're trying to you're trying to help. You're trying to help Chris, and you're going ahead destroying the girl, destroying the fiance. Did she life? die
3: because they cut ahead to the new storyline?
0: Not sure. No, I don't think she's. going But she die.
3: goes back, and he bites her again. Is that when she goes and collapses in the chair, or is that after the fact? She now, goes well, back.
0: No, she doesn't become a vampire. I know, but she goes now, back we- though. Yeah. Well, no, but the thing is, is after he bites
1: her, and then after that, Barnabas goes into parallel time. Right, so, who knows? so we don't. That's know. right.
0: In fact, the reason he yeah. went into parallel time. Just so he, he wouldn't f- kill her. Was not only could, could, that he wouldn't kill her, he was hoping the parallel time could make a human being out of him. Right. By yeah. some magic or something like that. Because it
1: worked so well when he went back to
0: 1897.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not really. Uh, <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like.
0: Has he ever been cured of being a vampire? Now why whenever the he hell goes back in time. Now here you go. Why the hell couldn't Angelique? Now I'm thinking, why the hell couldn't Angelique do another doppelganger on the guy? Uh, in uh, in present time in order to you know, in order and then he wouldn't be a vampire anymore. Well remember that was what was done in eighteen ninety seven to bring him back? He was staked yeah. and Angelique did a picture and Angelique made him do a kind of a screenshot uh, of himself as the vampire, and then she was able to create a normal version of Barnabas. Yeah. And in point of fact, that's what we have now. Can one do- do- doppelganger reproduce another doppelganger? I don't know, but they could have done. They could have done everything. Um, yeah. There's so- some. I mean there. Yeah, so, but I, I do think that we're
1: tied into this is what the fans want. So this, yeah, is, this what is what the fans is.
0: want, and they yeah, and then, I mean, oh. keeps happening. You know, you know. Now they want him as a as a sympathetic vampire, and uh, and the and the intensity of the fact that he can't control himself now. And I must have blood. I must have blood. You know. You know. They, yeah,
3: they, he's they, a feisty little guy. This this really around, that.
0: they really love that about him, and you'll see what happens. When he goes into parallel time, finally, uh, I've already—I
3: already got the gist of it. I'm like four or five deep into it.
0: Okay, he's not going to be chained up in that coffin forever. Nope. Least favorite character, I'm going to say Sky Rumson. I, I just—I just think he was.
3: Yeah. Well, you know what? Just... I didn't even think of him. That's how momentous his his. <laughs> His, his his whatever his departure is not going to bother me. I will say that
0: won't bother anyone. I, I think, and it's especially Angelique, who was happy to get rid of somebody She thought she was going to she didn't the rest need of such life a life.
3: sappy guy anyway. She's not used to sappy dudes.
0: No, the build. Yeah. Well,
1: unfortunately, the build up to him doesn't live up to the reality no, of him. Was it? So no. there's. I was He'd kind build of expecting
3: up. some kind of Clark Gable kind of guy who was like Yeah,
0: and we and we get a and we get a junior banker guy, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> so. and and that's part of the problem. He is great for a regular soap opera not for dark shadows. No, may he rest in peace because he died a couple of years ago. Uh, and we, he aged very well. He's on. A, I saw him on a recent documentary. Yeah. He, oh, was recent he, he was in other stuff. He wasn't mainstream. Yeah. No doubt that he was good in mainstream. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's not take that away from him. Uh, so that's it for my favorite and least favorite guys. My favorite
1: is I really, I mean, uh, Angelique, Mm -hmm. um, Laura Parker in this segment because she's so happy, but but she just gives you know what I love about her. She there there have been so many episodes in this in this block that where basically she just has just gives people that look. And it just kind of makes me smile <laughs> because it's like, yep. you know, like when Sky's trying to murder she goes on like, like, oh, really? Or, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Or it's like, oh, not this again. And I, and I like that, that she was able to do that. Like, it's almost like a wink to the audience. It feels to me. It's like, oh, here we go again sort of thing. And I quite like that because it's kind of like breaking a third wall, but kind of giving fans that kind of look like, hey, here we go again, you know. But being very, very serious about it, and I quite li- you know I like that a lot. And Carolyn, I thought was fantastic, of course. And I'm going to get my um, memorable mention of Julia Hoffman as Mrs. Danvers <laughs> in the parallel so time at the moment because that's brilliant because she's like you know Maggie, like,
0: I'll help you set up the party. You just
2: Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Remember, she's yeah. going to be called Hoffman from now on because she's Hoffman.
1: Yeah, she's Hoffman now. But but it just but it kind of it does remind me of Rebecca. We covered Rebecca in our in our podcast when we did when Alfred Hitchcock season, and I and I love the Mrs. Danvers character because she's like you know you'll never be her. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but then when then when Quentin's around, she's like, oh yes, I'll help her out. She's my best friend, and then Quentin goes like, I got you. <laughs> She, she treats party. her
3: like shit
1: behind her back yeah yeah that's what i quite like about her it's like oh I'll, I'll help you i'll help you do the dinner party but um that's I, I love that so i think she does a fantastic job my least favorite character has to be maggie i'm finding maggie extremely it's like the didn't same give her a lot ep- to
0: do didn't give her a lot to do I think.
1: well it's basically we've been seeing her doing the same thing over the and coffin. over for- we have uh, kidnapped
0: so, coffins,
1: you know. You know, this show started in 1966. We're in 1970. Basically, we our character hasn't grown anywhere anyway. The only growth that we've seen in our character is when she, when her and Joe were together. Mm-hmm. And that was very interesting. Since that time, we kind of got this. Wet That's true. Of person. You know, here she is. She's locked in the tower. Rooms. I go, here we go again. You know, now, you know, now, you know, and then we get her repeating the Josette storyline sort of thing with Quentin right. thing. It's like, oh, here we go again. And now we got her in this situation, and she's just another wet noodle so far in this parallel time. So, you know, I'm only going by for what we've seen so far. But I hope, I hope she, it's just girl needs a backbone or someone. Or I'm going to go through the screen and just snap her neck, and hopefully that might help. But I and I love I love Maggie. I do love Catherine Lee Scott playing Maggie, but the character itself I think is just dull now. You know, I want to see something different. I see there's there needs to be some growth or something new has to happen with this character because. You know, it's a bit like, you know, it's a bit like, you know, pay. Uh, we can't say patience, but you know what I mean? But It's like right. it's have, knowing someone who's just a victim all the time. And it's like, OK, after a while, it's, you know, it's fine. But when it goes on for years and years and years, after a while, you're just like, I don't want to please stop coming around to my house. It kind of feels that way to me.
0: This may, <laughs> this may actually be a prelude to the final disposition of Maggie Evans in the series, which I'm not going to talk about. But uh, let's all watch and see what happens. But those are, those yeah. are very key points, uh, Keith. I think it's the beginning. Yeah. So I mean, this is you know this is where we are at the moment. You know, this, for Maggie
1: at the moment and, the, and this block. this why she's my least favorite. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to cut to an ad from a new podcast that you should all be listening to. So
2: take it away. I am Austin Lugo. I'm Andrew Harp. This is with nothing to say, and let's talk about movies. With over 3,000 films log Andrew and I, best friends since middle school, have dedicated our lives to watching, making, and talking about movies. Each week, Andrew and I handpick a movie he's seen, I've seen, or neither of us have seen, and dive deep into anything and everything two wannabe cinephils could ever think of. From horror to dramedy, we do it all. So join us as we talk about everything movies, and maybe you too can become a bona fide cinephil.
1: Hello, welcome back to Lisual License Podcast. And this is the end of our um, Dark Shadows, where we covered episodes two, 941 to 982. Next month we'll be covering episodes from April 1970 to May 1970, which will include from 983 onwards. Um, of course, next week we'll be covering our soap. Finish that will be our second to last episode of soap while we start finishing off that series. And of course, next month, we'll be covering ghost stories, starting with the Japanese horror, Ringu, and the book for our book to screen. Our make remake will be Pulse, the Japanese version, and Pulse, the American remake. And of course, we'll be covering Lady in White, which is a ghost story starring Catherine Hellman and Lucas Haas, and One Dark Knight, who's with our, one of our favorite actresses, E.G. Daly and Meg Tilly. So it's we good night for myself. And good night, Vicky.
3: Good night, everybody. Y'all take care good, of each other.
0: <laughs> good night, Tom. Pleasure, uh, as usual. Good night, to everybody. And st- still stay safe.
1: And we'll see you next week with Soap. And remember to go from book to screen for Wingru, the Japanese novel, and Ringu, the Japanese oh, film. Good night, y'all.
0: Heath, yeah. Heath, before yes. I go, I just want to... The Dark Shadows world was uh, very sad to lose uh, the significant other of Nancy Kersey, who is a uh, Dark Shadows fan. Nancy Kersey is a Dark Shadows fan. She uh, handles the Jonathan Frid website uh, online. Uh, as well as a couple of other things. She was very fortunate enough to be a, a dear friend of Jonathan and uh, worked with him during his one man shows and uh, also helped in the construction of Manhattan Shadows, which was the first Northeast Dark Shadows convention back in the eighties, uh, Nancy's significant other, uh, Karen Fry, otherwise known as Kate Fry succumbed to cancer last week after a long battle Uh major condolences uh, and uh, may Kay's memory be a blessing. Uh, Thank you. Thank you.
1: And our prayers and thoughts are with you, Nancy. Yep. So it's good night everyone, and we'll see you next week
2: I can see you for
1: Dark Shadows. Goodnight, y'all. Ask
2: what for You say it isn't anything But I'm not sure Something underneath the skin Won't let you be And you try to keep it in But I